Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Come on, open up your mouth and clap your hands, wave your hands. If you feel a dance, dance. Let everything that has breath praise you, the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise you, the Lord. If you have breath in your body, that means you should be praising the Lord. That's not a, a, a suggestion, that's a command. So let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Let everything that has breath, if you have breath in, if you have breath in your body, <laughs> let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Let's Let's go before the Lord in prayer real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all your many blessings. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for food on the table. God, we thank you for, for clothes on our backs. Lord, we just are coming before you thankful for the little things. Because the little things make them big, dear Heavenly Father. So, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. If you don't do anything else, you've already done enough. So, Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you, Lord. Come into this place and have your way. Have your do what you want to do in this place. Touch our pastor and our first lady. Touch our pastor. Give him a fresh word. Give him a fire word in this place that we need today in this world. So, Lord, we thank you in everything we do. We say thank you in your Son Jesus' name. We pray, Amen. And now we're going to be going into baptism. you now, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. 
grace upon your profession of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Based upon your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. upon your profession of the faith in, in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. upon your profession of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I now baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and in the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And let the whole church say amen. praise for the for the candidates they gave their life they made a good decision huh they made a real good decision so let's give God praise for their great decision that they made hallelujah come on let's give God praise he's worthy to be praised hallelujah he's worthy to be praised so we gotta give him what's to his name hallelujah so worthy God, so mighty God, have a little bit more up here, so mighty God, such a holy God, hallelujah, hallelujah, we lift up your name higher, we magnify your name higher and higher and higher, hallelujah to Jesus, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he's a lion of Judah, we come to magnify his name today. Hallelujah. Little oldie but goodie. Come on, clap your hands. Come on. 
One more time. The line of Judah. You are the Lord and King. You are the Lord and King. You're the line of Judah. Holy, holy, mighty, mighty, worthy, worthy of the glory. Change your mighty, mighty you're holy, holy, you're worthy, worthy of the glory. Say, Alice, your name on high. Say, so Alice, your name on high. Say, so Alice, your name on high. Hey, so Alice, your name, sing. Say, come on, say the line of Judah. You are my Lord and King. Say, line of Judah. You reign over everything. One more time, say, line of Judah. You are my Lord and King. Say, line of Judah. The mighty, mighty holy, holy, worthy, worthy of the glory. Serve so your mighty, mighty and your holy, holy and your worthy, worthy of the glory. Say it.
the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together that's what we've come for today to lift him up you may be seated grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ thank you blessed be God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and he has seated us in heavenly places right where those spiritual blessings are let me welcome those who are here in the sanctuary those who have chosen to come and worship in person today we're glad to see you we're glad at least your eyes we're glad that you're here we don't take that lightly, especially those who don't consider themselves a part of the Mount Calvary family. If that's you, we would love to see who you are. Uh, if you don't mind standing, if you're visiting with us today. Any visitors? None? There you are. God bless you. Come on, Mount Calvary. Let's make them all feel welcome. Come on, let's sing to them. We welcome you into Mount Calvary. That's what we're about, revealing the glory of God's kingdom. Here's how we're doing it. God bless you. We are glad that you're here. Hello. 
but you all bear with us. We uh, we have a, a consulting company that is uh, that is helping us with sound. We're trying to get it right, and uh, and that requires some experimentation. So you all bear with us, would you? God bless you and welcome to those who are online with us in our e-congregation this morning. The majority of us are still online. We are grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together virtually during these unprecedented times. And we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible every week for us to be together. Well, happy Juneteenth to you. Um, I'll get there. Don't be trying to correct me. <laughs> I'll get to Father's Day. I say happy Juneteenth. <laughs> I feel a little uh I feel a little, you know, superior on it only because my people are actually from Texas. Um and if you, if you don't know what that means, if your children don't know what that means, make them go home today after service and, uh, and at least Google it. It won't be in the encyclopedia. Uh, but find some information out about Juneteenth and, and, why, we, uh, and why we celebrate it. Uh, I tell you what, it also um, signifies to me that uh, something can go on, something can happen, a decision can be reached right under our noses and we not be informed about it and live like it wasn't made uh, for six months after it was made. And um, I know it's not 1865 anymore, but we still need to be vigilant. Yes, sir. Um, would you keep in your prayers, Brother uh, Deacon Illinois Simpson? He is uh, still at Miami Valley Hospital. Uh, also, Deacon John Taylor, um, he was uh, at Miami Valley this week, but he is home now, and we thank God for that. But would you keep him in your prayers? <laughs> Mrs. Bradshaw, Miss Betty Bradshaw, where are you, ma'am? There you are. She's got a birthday this week. She'll be 87. Amen. Praise God. Amen. What a blessing. Happy birthday to you. Ms. Riley Manuel, stand up, dear lady. Hold on here. I've got some grades for Riley. Riley, who is a rising sixth grader at the Miami Valley School. Um, Let me see. Here are her final grades for the year. Choir A, Mandarin A+, Reading B, Language Arts A-, Mathematics B, Social Studies A-, Science B+, Physical Education A, Spanish A. Her teacher says Riley, her teacher says Riley is a superstar. She has an amazing mind, wonderful talents, and a strong personality. Ms. Riley Manuel. Nicely done, ma'am. Where's Riley's family? <laughs> Congrats, family. Brother Maurice Page, where are you, sir? Stand up, sir, would you? 
Let me see. Maurice is a rising eighth grader at Decca Middle. And I have his grades for this quarter. Let me see. Algebra prep, B+. Language arts, B+. Math, A-. Uh, science, B+. Yes. Um, skills for success, A. Social studies, A+. Advisory, A+. Yes. He's got comments like he's a joy to, joy to have in class, showed great leadership, great work ethic, such a hard worker. Nicely done, sir. And he has the Classroom Award as Star Student. And is on the honor roll again. Nicely done, sir. Where's your family, Brother Page? Congrats, y'all. Congratulations. I do want to make you aware that Ohio Baptist General Convention uh, the largest and oldest historically black Baptist organization in the state of Ohio, uh, and I am blessed to give leadership to it as president. The OBGC will be meeting next month in Columbus. That is July the 17th through the 22nd. And certainly um, as the president of Ohio Baptist General Convention, I would love to have Mount Calvary support. Uh, there are a couple of things I want to make you aware of. Uh, you can sign up for them today if you're ready. Uh, we're trying to, to assess transportation needs and make sure that we get as many of us to Columbus during that week as possible. Um, this year, Men's Day, the Layman's Day, and Women's Day is on the same day at the same time. Um, and it's in the evening. There's a reason we did that. Uh, number one... Uh, we've been complaining that the numbers aren't what they used to be and that we want more people and we want, uh, we want to get a, a new generation of men and women in there. Well, you can't have things in the middle of the day right. and expect people who work to be there. Right. <laughs> so Men's Day and Women's Day is at 7 o'clock p.m. on that Wednesday. Um, we've also, we're also doing it at the same time because historically the men don't come to the women's program and the women don't come to the men's program, but churches have to send two different groups on two different vans on two different days, and gas is $6 a gallon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. um, so now we can send everybody on the same night. That's Wednesday night. Um, let's see, that day is the, is that the 19th or the 20th? Whichever day that is, that's Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. You can sign up for that. Also, um, it is the tradition of the OBGC for the first lady to have an initiative, uh, a community service initiative. And um, this year's uh, community service initiative for the ladies deals again with infant mortality and infant vitality. Um, that's why we are collecting pampers and wipes and, uh, and baby needs so that we can help uh, young mothers in need. There is a community day of service, though, as part of the Ohio Baptist General Convention. Every auxiliary will be somewhere in Columbus serving the community on Thursday morning at 8 o'clock. We'll all go out Thursday morning at 8 o'clock. Uh, I would really like for some home help with that as well. You can sign up again in the lobby. 
The banquet, the presidential banquet, is on Thursday night at 7 p.m. Um, Mount Calvary will be responsible for, uh, for two tables um, that we will fill up that 16 people that we'll take at least. But if there are more than that, if there are more of us, that's even better. And then the president's address, my address will be on that Friday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Um, Minister Wortham, I believe, is working on getting a charter bus uh, to take us there. We will make sure that you have a way to get to all of that, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you want to take classes during the week, you can either come to Columbus or all the classes will also be virtual. Um, but just sign up in the lobby after service. Certainly we would appreciate it. Uh, and I tell you, as your pastor, uh, I really appreciate your support. Um, Linda Huggins, are you here? There you are, Ms. Linda, stand, please. Um, Y'all, this is Ms. Linda Huggins. Are you Dr. Huggins yet? Dr. Linda Huggins, that's what's up. <laughs> And uh, Dr. Huggins has been working really hard to get a school of her own. And they are beginning. Enrollment has begun, is that right? It's called the Dayton School. Um, it is a high school, grades nine through 12. And uh, hold on, I've got a little information about it. Grades nine through 12, you can go and check out their website at DaytonSchoolOhio.org, DaytonSchoolOhio.org. It is a project-based high school that provides unique pathways to graduation, real-world learning opportunities, hands-on job experience, state-of-the-art standardized curriculum that will prepare them for college or careers, all right? This is an absolutely wonderful opportunity and we should take advantage. We look forward to partnership with the Dayton School in the future. That's good. Uh, Brother Sandifer, come on, sir, if you would, please, and, uh, and you can make your announcement. Father's Day, Happy Dad's Day, Happy Grandfather's Day. I just, I just want to dispel a myth that's been going around. Uh, somebody said that I'm long-winded like a Baptist preacher. That's not true. <laughs> All right, but I'm up here. Uh, I just want to make an announcement. Uh, if you've been here within the last two, three Sundays, uh, men, as you have been leaving, we've been passing out a... Um, a flyer, and I don't know if you can see it, we didn't have it posted, but I'm going to read it to you. Uh, it says, Mount Calvary Nation call to action. Men helping men to be men. Save the date, June 26, 2022, all males 15 plus. And I just want to briefly explain to you what that is. Okay, next Sunday, 
uh, after service, we're asking all the men that are here to stay over for about 30 minutes. We won't keep you any longer than 30 minutes. Um, ladies, I hope you understand, but we need to talk to the men. Okay? Our men's ministry is comprised of men. That includes me. That includes every man that sits out here. And what we want to do is we want to find out what it is um, that activates your switch to get you involved. Bring your ideas. Awesome. You know, um, we're going to look at them. We're going to put them together. I also want you to bring your I don't care attitude. That is, I don't care if I'm the only one that shows up for this event, I'll be there. So it's, it's your ideas of what the men's ministry will be. And again, it's men helping men to be men. Thank you. Thank you, D. Don't let it, don't let don't let nobody discourage you, sir. From being long-winded like a Baptist preacher, nothing wrong. <laughs> Some of the best men I know are Baptist preachers. Um, Deacon Simpson is not at Miami Valley anymore. He is now at Elizabeth Place for rehab. Uh, thank you, Ms. Holmes. He is at Elizabeth Place. All right, Hebrews chapter 12 is where we're going. The choir is... It's not your time yet. Y'all keep trying to rush me with Father's Day. You, got, you have another announcement too. I got you. Oh, come on then. Who's making it? Okay, come on, Mrs. Scott. Sunday for the men, July the 18th for the women. 17th, thank you, for the women. All right, Hebrews chapter 12, you can turn there, come on choir. You know, Lord, whether I'm right, you know whether I'm wrong. Search me, Lord.
is that anybody's prayer search me Deacon Herb Taylor used to sing it like this shine on on me is that anybody's prayer shine come on sing with me on me let the light from the lighthouse shine on me The sentiment, the sentiment would be shine on me, make me shine. Turn the spotlight on me. But when our forebears sang it, they weren't singing it so they could get the glory. They were saying, turn your light from heaven on me. And when you find something that's not right, Take it out. Oh, I want to be right. Hebrews chapter 12. Starting at verse 5, reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures. And here is what it says. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves. And he chastens everyone he accepts as a son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are, you are not legitimate 
not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Verses 5 through 13 of Hebrews chapter 12, you may be seated. It's hot. I don't plan to do much. It's just hot. Thank you, sir. All right. Now, happy Father's Day. <laughs> to all of those who father or who have fathered children whether biologically or by marriage or by circumstance, whatever the case, if you are a father to somebody, happy Father's Day to you. And allow me to just mention that we are indeed praying for those who find it hard to function today because some people do. There are those of us whose fathers are no longer with us or those fathers whose children are no longer with them, or those who are out of relationship with their father, or those fathers who are out of relationship with their children. And for some, today is painful. I am discovering that time does not heal all wounds. But thank God for the gift of the Holy Ghost, who is our comforter. I'm grateful today, I am grateful uh, that I had an absolutely wonderful father who taught me about life. Um, well, you let, me, let me talk about him for just a hot second because uh, it was a struggle to get out of bed, very honestly. My father, he taught me how to, he taught me how to plant marigolds around your garden to keep most of the pests out. He taught me that when you cut grass, you've got to overlap the tire track on the current track with the one that you just cut so you don't miss any grass between it. He taught me that you don't cut grass or wash cars or do any other such like on the Lord's Day, not on Sunday. He taught me these are not your people, they're the Lord's. My father taught me family first. My father taught me if you got it wrong, 
but you're still alive, there's time to get it right. My father taught me how to love God. He taught me that ice cream is much better with honeycomb cereal crumbled on top of it. <laughs> My dad taught me how to tie a tie. He taught me how to let people bless me because their blessing just might be tied to it. He taught me that you can bring a fig tree from Alabama, you can plant it, and it may survive the winter, but you'll never get mature figs on it because fruit can't fully develop in the wrong climate. There's a whole sermon in that. He taught me that a father's love is without limits. There was literally nothing I could do to change his love for me. Some lessons he taught me with his words. Some lessons he taught with his actions, what he did or didn't do. One lesson he even taught me with his eyes. I'll never forget it. He had gone out into the garage when we had one at our old house, and there was a key in the deadbolt on that door to the garage, and when he went out into the garage, I don't know what prompted me to turn the key and lock it. But he did. And when he went to come back in and he was locked out of his own house, he said through the door, and y'all remember my dad's booming um, semi-island-like pastoral voice? Well, that ain't what he sounded like. <laughs> he said, Sam, unlock this door. And I'll never forget the look in his eyes when I unlocked the door and I opened it and he was standing there on the other side of the door with fire in his eyes. And whatever he was going into the garage for required a hanger in his hand. And he said, have you ever been whooped with a hanger? I said, no, sir. He said, well, you will be if you ever lock me out again. Y'all didn't know he existed, did you? It wasn't his words, it wasn't the hanger, it was his eyes. Yeah. I promise, I think twice before I lock any door now. <laughs> he taught me one lesson with a rolled up newspaper. Uh -huh. It was the only spanking that I ever received from my father. Mm. You see, I had an addiction to Nestle Quick, the strawberry kind. Uh -huh. On this particular day, I had, I had already had about three or four glasses of strawberry milk. My dad was sitting down playing the piano and I went up to him and I said, Dad, can I have a glass of strawberry milk? He said, how many have you had today? And I told him three or four and my dad started speaking in tongues. He, uh, he said a word that I was not used to hearing. He said, no. I don't know what came over me. Oh, it was really the addiction. I hit my father. <laughs> over some strawberry milk. <laughs> and well, you know how the story ends. 
And you know what? I am grateful for every lesson. I'm grateful for the ones that came easy, and I'm grateful for the ones that were hard or painful to learn. I'm grateful because they helped to shape me. They helped to discipline me and prepare me for life. Well, here in the passage in Hebrews, the writer talks about the Father's discipline. The writer presents to us some truths about the Lord's discipline, some helpful nuggets about the Father's correction, and I want to preach today from that subject, really simple, I want to preach from the thought, the Father's discipline. The Father's discipline. Now to start this, we have to understand there are several words used here in this passage that make up discipline. Verse 5 uses the word discipline um, in, in, in the uh, New International Version, chastening in the King James Version. Uh, now it is important to understand the meaning of the word in the original text so that we can get a better grasp of the concept of chastening, the concept of of discipline because many of us, if not most of us, when we think of discipline or chastening, we only think of punishment. And punishment may be a part of it, but it is not the whole of it. That word discipline or chasten in verse 5 literally means, check this out, it means education or training. It is used in the text to signify the whole training and education of children. It includes commands and admonitions. It includes reproof and punishments. It includes, it encompasses instruction and correction. It is not just punishment for bad actions and behavior. It is training for life and living. And may I help us out today? It is not referring to God paying me back for sins I've committed. May I say it again? It is not referring to God paying me back for sins I've committed. Let me show you what I mean, because uh, you can argue with me, but you can't argue with Bible. Here it is. That debt, that sin debt, has been paid already once for all. God is not requiring payment from me when he has already accepted payment from Jesus. 1 Peter 2, 24, uh, the A clause, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. Isaiah 53, verse 5, you know what it says. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Colossians 2, verses 13 and 14, write it down. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. Check it out. He forgave. That's past tense. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. First Peter chapter 3, verse 18. For Christ also suffered once 
for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. I'm telling you, the sin debt has already been paid. Don't get me wrong, sin has consequences, but the sin debt has been paid in full. Don't get me wrong, there is such a thing as sowing and reaping. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. But don't get it twisted, the sin debt has already been paid in full. I like the way the hymnologist put it, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. That's why sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow, Horatio. Horatio Spafford wrote it like this. I think it might be my favorite. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Just so we understand, the Lord's chastening, his discipline, his chastisement, is not punishment for sin. It is correction for living. Now with the proper understanding of what is meant here, let's look at the Father's discipline. First of all, we see the reason. That's number one. The reason for the father's discipline. It's in the text in several places. The father's discipline is not without reason. It has a foundation. It is on purpose. Are you ready for the why? Here it is. Here is the reason that the Lord disciplines us. It's simple. You ready for this? Love. According to verse 6, the Lord disciplines the one he loves. He chastens everyone he accepts as a son. He disciplines us because we are in relationship with him. As a matter of fact, verse 8 says that if you are not disciplined, then you're not legitimate. You're not a true son or daughter. King James Version says, you're bastards, not sons. Love is the reason he corrects us. Love is why he says, go this way and not that way. Love is why he says, do this and not that. Love is why he opens some doors and shuts some. Love is why he allows some things but does not allow everything. The Lord loves us too much to leave us to our own devices. He loves us too much to let us go out looking like that. He loves us too much to keep us out of every storm. He loves us too much to let us skate through here on flowery beds of ease. He loves us. We are disciplined because he loves us and he accepts us. Would you shout, I am loved? I am loved. And I am accepted. And I am accepted. 
First John chapter 4, you know what it says. This is how God, verse 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. First John chapter 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. John 3.16 you know what it says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The reason the father disciplines us is because the father loves us. That's the reason for discipline. But he also shows number two the proper reaction to his discipline. He shows us the proper reaction to the father's discipline. There are three things that he tells you that he tells us to avoid in reaction to discipline. Number 1, don't despise it. NIV says, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Don't take it lightly. Don't shrug it off when the Lord is correcting you, whether it's by his word, something you read or heard, whether it's by life or life circumstances, whether it's by one of the saints admonishing and encouraging you to do better, whatever it is, don't take it lightly. Don't begrudge it. Don't be mad at it. Don't despise it. Don't think little of it. Take it seriously. I'm not sure how long we're going to last if we keep cultivating generations of people that can't nobody tell them what to do. Don't shrug off discipline. Right? In other words, I believe if the Hebrew writer were writing in 2022 in Winston translation, he would say, don't smack your lips, roll your eyes, and shrug your shoulder. Take it seriously. Don't despise it, but also don't faint. Don't try to pass out at the Lord's discipline. Don't try to die. You'll live. Uh, let me see if I can um, I remember I think it was both Nate and Parker who used to try to play the asthma card before you could get to them before you could touch them I can't breathe I feel like I'm about to die no you're not don't faint come here <laughs> you are not the first child with asthma to survive this Don't despise it. Don't faint, he says. And then he says, don't run from it. I'm in the text. Verse 7 says, if you endure chastening, then God treats you like sons. If you endure, that word in the original, it means to remain. Don't run from discipline. Persevere. If you Endure. Don't drop out of the class. Don't try to cut it short. Stay and learn the lesson. 
You know what I've had to learn in, in these years of pastoring? I've had to learn that there are people that I really pastor and there are people that I just preach to. Because people that I pastor, when I say a word of correction to them, stay. People that I just preach to leave. They go out the door, or they leave the ministry, or they sit down and huff and puff. But we are called to endure correction, to endure discipline. Well, that hurt my feelings. Yes. I got church hurt. Yes. But you know what? When your parents disciplined you and it hurt more than your feelings, you didn't go running off somewhere to find other parents. You changed your behavior. You found out what was acceptable in your parents' house. Remain, stay. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. It's painful, but endure it. Some le for some lessons, hear me please. For some lessons, there are no shortcuts. I don't care what prophet so-and-so said about God speaking. Some things, there are no shortcuts to it. You just got to stay in class and get the lesson. Would you touch somebody, tell them you can't test out of this one. get the lesson get the whole lesson endure it because the truth is you've come too far to get stuck where you are now endure stay in the race keep on fighting keep on pushing endure the Hebrew writer shows us the reason for the father's discipline he shows us number two the proper reaction to his discipline but then thirdly he shares with us the results of the father's discipline look at verse 9 Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order, do you see that? In order that we may share in his holiness. King James Version says, for their own pleasure. Their, our fathers, our earthly fathers disciplined us for their own pleasure. That's not saying, that is not supposed to, that, that's not trying to say that they disciplined us because it brought them pleasure. Right? It's saying that they disciplined us as it seemed best to them. Based on what seemed good to them. And even when we didn't understand it, even when we didn't agree with them, if we're smart, we honor them for it. Yes. Yes. And to be honest, some of it helped us, and some of it may have hurt us because they were human. That's it. All right. All right. They made mistakes. Yes. There are some things that they did that maybe they shouldn't have done. There were some things that they didn't do that maybe they should have. They were human beings. And they did what they thought was best at the time. 
But the writer of Hebrews says, when the Lord disciplines, it is for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. When the Lord disciplines, we know it's only for our good. Because he doesn't make any mistakes. He doesn't waste any discipline. Here's the truth. He disciplines us so that we can look like him. He disciplines us so that people will be able to tell that we are his children. Yesterday, Nate and I went down to um, Levitt Pavilion for, the, uh, for the, the Juneteenth Festival. And uh, when we walked around, when we walked up to people, when we were together, the reaction was the same. I know this is your son because y'all look just alike. But even though I left earlier than he did, even when he was there without me, he told me when I went back to pick him up, people were still saying, I can tell you're a Winston because you look just like him. Y'all, God is trying to mature us. He is trying to develop us so that we share his holiness, so that he can produce in us a harvest of righteousness and peace so that when the world sees us, they can say, you look just like your dad. When he disciplines us, when he corrects us, when he rebukes us, when he chastises us, it's not so that he can feel good about it, it's so that he can get results. Thank you, Lord. I like the way verse 11 puts it when it says, No chastising for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. And then the next two words are very important here, and I'll get ready to let you go. Don't miss it. The Bible says, nevertheless, afterward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get that? Yeah. No, you didn't. No discipline seems good while it's going on. It's grievous. Nevertheless, afterward. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Stop right there. Would somebody help me try to wrap this up and just shout afterward? That tells me that the Lord does not chastise forever. Psalm 103.9 tells us that the Lord will not always chide. There is an afterward. I won't always be where I am. I won't always feel like I feel. Would you look at somebody and tell them there is an afterward coming? Psalm 30 says, His anger is for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. So let me go on and learn from this moment. I won't let this moment make me bitter. I will let this moment make me better. Because his discipline is not to punish me, it's to prune me. His correction is not to take me out, 
it's to take me over. His rebuke is not to crush me. It is to create in me a clean heart and to renew a right spirit within me. He is not disciplining, he's not disciplining me to hurt me. He's trying to help me. You know what the Bible says. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future and expected end. Every year, Ms. Emma Stevens has some hostas outside her house and every August, she cuts the hostas down to the ground. The hostas aren't dead in August. They aren't wilting in August. They aren't turning yellow in August. They're not turning brown in August. As a matter of fact, she could let them grow and they would be fine until the first frost. But in August, because she has a plan for them in the next season, she cuts them down to the ground because if you cut hostas down to the ground in August, come next spring, they'll grow back twice as full as when you cut them down. All I'm trying to tell you is that God is not trying to take you out. He is not trying to take you off the scene. I know that you don't have brown leaves and you don't have yellow leaves and you're not looking tired and worn and he could just let you grow and you would be all right in your opinion. But God is trying to get something out of you in the next season. And the reason that he can't let you just go on like you're going on is because in order to get what he wants to out of you next season, he's got to do some pruning of you this season. Would y'all help me close? I know you get tired of it, but you got a mask on, so it should make it a little better. But find somebody and tell them, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. He's still working on me. He's still correcting me. He's still chastising me. He still disciplines me because he still loves me. And that, brothers and sisters, is good news. He, he knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. We've, we've seen the reason for his discipline. We've seen the proper reaction to his discipline. We've seen the results of his discipline but there's just one more thing I see in the text that I'll let you go it's the response to his discipline here it is in verse 12 it says strengthen your feeble hands and your weak knees in other words since you have a better understanding of what the Lord is doing in your life lift up your hands that hang down and strengthen your weak knees. Since you have a better understanding of what the Lord is allowing in your life, one version says, take a new grip with your tired hands. Strengthen your feeble knees so you can keep on running. 
That's why the beginning of this chapter says, lay aside every weight. Throw off everything that hinders you and the sin that would get you off track so you can run with patience the race that is set before you. And when you don't know what to do, just keep on looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the Christ, the cross, thought little of the shame, spent three days in the grave, but early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in those same hands that they had crucified, and now he has sat down at the right hand of God. So, strengthen your hands so you can keep holding on. Strengthen your weak knees so you can keep on walking. That's what I need you to take away from this. Keep holding on and keep on walking. I know, I know, my, my, my children, they, they tease me all the time. They say, Pastor, every sermon you preach is the same sermon. Uh-huh, that's because I preach from the same book every week. And it is an encouragement to keep holding on and to keep on walking. Would you please help me finish this out? Because I can't preach this like I feel it. And tell somebody, keep holding on. And keep on walking. Strengthen your grip. And strengthen your feeble knees. Strengthen your grip. And strengthen your weak knees. Hold on tighter. And walk on further. You have come to. Y'all not looking at anybody. And encouraging somebody. Tell them keep on keeping on. You've come this far by faith. And you've got to keep holding on. So you can keep moving on. God didn't save you to lose you right here. You keep on walking, keep on talking, keep on singing, keep on dancing, keep on praising his name, keep on clapping, keep on shouting for joy, keep on keeping on. Eva Gamblin used to say it like this, I believe I'll run on. And see what the end is going to be. I'm strengthen your weak hand. Strengthen your weak knees. <laughs> God, I don't think I can. I don't think I can go on. Yes, you can. You're not going to die from this discipline. I'm God. I know what you need. I don't know about you, but this week I had to water my grass and water my flowers several times. Because as beautiful as the sunshine is, that's not all they need. And as beautiful as you are in the sunshine, the Lord knows you also need some rain so you can grow. Because he didn't plant you to lose you, he planted you to grow you. 
and it takes both sunshine and rain. Lord, this isn't fair. He never promised that life was fair. God is not necessarily fair, but God is always good. I'm trying to help us. I'm trying to help us. I'm going to give it to Brother Page here. Just one more thing. I had to water plants differently because different plants need different amounts of water and fertilizer. I didn't have to do a thing to my rose bushes with their thorny selves. They already got what they needed. But my son patience. Yeah. I had to water every day. That's right. My petunias, I had to water every couple of days. Yeah. My grass, I water every three days. Mm -hmm. God, it's not fair. I never see rain in her life. Yeah. I never see the storm in his life. Yeah. That's right because you ain't the same kind of flower. And I know what you need to get you to what I've called you to be. You're an apple tree trying to be a rose bush. Be who you are and let me do what I'm doing in you. You get it? I wonder if we really get it. Can you thank God for his discipline? <laughs> Come on, brother Paige. Sometimes we felt we didn't deserve it when things went wrong. But he never left us. He stood right there beside us. He's always beside us. Even when we're wrong, he's right there to pick up the pieces when we fall. And we fall sometimes a lot. If you're here or online, 
and you would like to get to know this God that we're talking about, this is your time. If you're in the congregation, just lift your hand. Someone will come to you. If you're online, shoot us a note. And somebody will get back with you today. Because you don't want to miss this chance, this father that we're talking about. Sometimes life throws us crooked blows. But as I said, he's always there to pick us up. We may fall, but he's right there, always, always. And if another call, if you are looking for a church home, that you would like to grow in. We would like to see you grow because we can help you and you can help us because we're just part of the puzzle and you could be the piece that completes that puzzle. So if you're online, shoot us a note. If you're in the congregation, raise your hand. Someone will get to you. You want to miss this opportunity. When we look at life today, he's on his way back. We don't know the time or the day. But it looks like it might be getting kind of close. <laughs> you look at all the things that are going around the world and just think about it. Think about what he said. Read his word and understand his word. And you'll see. Just a matter of time. You just want to be where you want to be and need to be in his life. Don't miss this chance. Don't miss this opportunity. Today's, tomorrow's not promised. We can go to sleep, and it might be not here tomorrow. We never know. Only he knows. As he said, he knows every hair on our head. He knew us before we came out, when we was in our mother's womb, so he has the plan. Will you come? Everybody knows where they want to spend eternity and that they're where they need to be. Let the church say amen. Ms. Phyllis Holt, are you here? Ms. Phyllis? Nope. All right. I'll save it until she is. 
We do thank God for those who have recently given their lives to Christ and entered into believer's baptism. America Johnson. Hello, Miss America. You can come this way. Whoops, where's my mask? I'm sorry, I'm supposed to have a mask on. Um, certificate of baptism. This, cert this certifies that America Johnson was baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit on the 19th day of June 2022 at Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, Dayton, Ohio. Congratulations, ma'am. I'll give you a, a fist bump there. Good. That's for you. God bless you, ma'am. Let's see. We'll get your whole family up here. Thank you. Robert Johnson. God bless you, sir. That's for you. That's the Word of God. That's the Bible. Put that in there. There's some stuff in there for you. Hold on. We got the rest of your family here. Thank you. That, let's see. Trayvon? Did I say it right? Yes, sir. God bless you. Best decision you'll ever make, sir. That's for you as well. Marcellus, did I say it right? Marcellus Johnson. Congratulations, sir. Best decision you will ever make. And Miss Felicia Johnson. God bless you, ma'am. Best decision you'll ever make. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Let's thank God for this beautiful family. Good. Don't forget, there is sign-up out front. Um, if, you, if you're interested in Ohio Baptist General Convention, I, I pray that you will uh, join me in Columbus uh, for at least one of those events, uh, if not several. Um, don't forget, next Sunday, men, we're going to stay after for about half an hour. Uh, if you are online, we'll figure out how to get you all involved as well. Uh, then on July the 17th, right after service, uh, the women's ministry is going to uh, is going to have their meet and greet. All right, Minister Ashley. Speaking of women's ministry, Minister Ashley, come and uh, and you can do what you need to do and close out service. Uh, small group sign up. It is not too late to to sign up for small groups. I know several of them started this past week. I've heard nothing but great things from the ones that did. Uh, you can sign up online, www.mountcalvarychurch.life. Uh, go to the Ministries tab and the Bible Education uh, tab on there. Or you can sign up, if you're in the building, you can sign up right outside in the lobby for the small groups. All right. God bless you, Minister Ashley. You got it. All right. Thank you so much, Pastor. Uh, well, before you walk away, uh, we do have a little token from the women's ministry for you. Uh, we didn't get you a dozen flowers, but we did get you a dozen cookies. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. And uh, speaking of cookies, uh, the women's ministry wanted to honor fathers today for Father's Day. And so what we did was we kind of combined Juneteenth and Father's Day together as a celebration. 
And so the cookies that we're providing for the fathers, again, fathers, uh, not moms and, you know. So for the fathers um, is actually from a black-owned male business uh, called The Cookieologist. So hopefully you guys enjoy the cookies. Please meet us out front after service to pick up your cookies. Um, there are some that have peanuts, so if you do have a peanut allergy, just be aware of that as well. Uh, but they are packaged, and please take them and enjoy them. And just know that we are trying to celebrate both black-owned and fathers. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess, I guess, am I doing this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, when we're being dismissed, we're going to do offering on your way out. Um, to Text to give is 855-908-0710. And the cash app is Mount Cal MBC, dollar sign in front of that as well as you have the option to give through GiveLify. Tap give and then you're done, all right? So let's go ahead and stand and let's be dismissed. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding great joy to the only wise God our savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together. Amen. Amen. Meet us out front. Be seated. <laughs> and you'll be dismissed by an usher. Sam, just live.